I had to learn a lot that I had to change and choose what I should think of, mm -hmm. where I could decide to stay in this bad state, where mm -hmm. I could use my tools that I've learned. Mm -hmm. It was it was a process, and the brain does like to stay in a state. It does not like to change, mm -hmm. even it, if that's a horrible state. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it does not like it because familiar familiar is safe. Right. Even if yeah. it's awful. Yeah, it feels like you're being protected, and really, it's harming you. Yeah. So it was a learning curve, mm -hmm. but. Um, we yeah. Welcome. So there's an important self-discovery quiz associated with this next testimonial. See if you can count the number of breakthroughs Julie Beth had throughout the process. I think you'll be amazed. There's a quiz at the end. It's two questions and you'll learn something important about how you process information. I'll see you at the end of the video. Hey everybody, I'm here with Calvin and Julie Beth, and their story is really amazing and um, an important one for people to hear because they really struggled for a lot of time. I'm just going to let you guys tell what you were struggling with and how you found me and what we ended up going through together and uh, allowing Julie Beth to claim her power back. Basically, Calvin caught on fire and burned up himself and I saw the whole ordeal. I was able to push away my feelings, everything while we were going through it. But once we got the okay that he was fine, that's when the depression, the reoccurring thoughts of the trauma from the burn happened. I was also going through some health things. We didn't know what was going on until later on. We found out that I was diagnosed with Lyme, mole, Babesia, several other things. And so, and my cell activation. So my body was, coming to the state where everything was not safe. Shampoo, makeup, foods, except for nine foods. Um, and the nine foods was including like salt and salt. salt and yeah. I, I remember you were on such a limited it was, diet. It was like five foods plus like oil and salt and stuff. So I, like yeah, it was, yeah. I, I remember maybe three foods that were actual foods. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I remember your pain and suffering because that intensified on itself. Right. Because it was so fearful to think I'm never going to have a normal life again. No, it was, and everything you would look up on the internet, it would be saying, you're going to have to go to a liquid diet. You're not going to be able to eat anything ever again. And when you were looking on the internet, you had said it was mast cell activation. Mm -hmm. And I called up a dear friend of mine who is an amazing doctor and said, Hey, how do I help this woman? And, uh, she basically said, you know, that's a tough one. Yeah. And she normally has solutions for everything. What, what else were you looking up to hopefully find answers for? Just any type of hope, any type of relief. Yes. And too, I was looking for, I mean, I was losing a lot of hair, especially in the front of my head. And weight. I would go to acupuncture and the massage lady was terrified to touch me because of how skinny I was. Mm. We didn't have a whole lot of hope. A lot of people were like, cut out all these foods. And so my doctor, he, she said, cut out these foods and in six months, you'll slowly be able to reintroduce. That was not the case for me. And we had also like, she was itching from mast cell and stuff. And we had also like been searching for, it wasn't just Google, we had been going to places. Like we looked for the top doctor in Nashville, like for allergist stuff, like think it was an allergy before she was diagnosed with mast cell. And uh, he was just pumping her full of antihistamines and I think it was like prescription streak and strength antihistamines and uh, that wasn't even touching it. No, and we went to an integrative place in Brentwood. 
which I had been going prior, didn't help me. I was doing neurofeedback, biofeedback, because when you're constantly in that state, I could relive the trauma 24-7. I could go back to that place. I could remember the smell of the smoke, go back to me screaming Calvin's name. I can replay all of it over and over. It was, it was awful. There was no relief. It was, I was constantly in that state of fight or flight. So how long before your symptoms really started to occur did you experience, and how did the burn situation happen? Uh, so I guess it was like before I even burnt myself, she was already having problems with like, you know, just other stuff, but we didn't know what it was. And it wasn't as severe. Just yet like, yeah, so it wasn't as severe either. But it was like, at that point, it was like, well, what shampoo's making me itch or something like that. It wasn't like, you know, freaking out basically, right? Mm-hmm. And then after the burn, so I was, I was, we were burning a log in the backyard and uh, had got some uh, gas flashed back on me. Long story short, so I burnt myself really bad on the side. Mm-hmm. And then after I was better was when like it all came to head. Like she was basically surviving before that, doing okay. And then right after that was when it just... It's kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, which is often the case. In fact, there's a picture that I love uh, in a fairly famous book. It's a cartoon of a camel with all these packages of straw on its back, and they're all labeled. One of them's, you know, toxins. One of them's not enough love. One of them's, you know, lack of self-care, stress. uh, And so people often ask me, well, what's the number one thing I have to do to get healthy? And I love to show them that picture and just say take the weight off the camel <laughs> yeah it might not be like a burn like for other people it might not be a burn it might be you know just a, a life event just in general yeah yeah so that was the thing that caused a massive downhill turn right it finally that's finally what broke me mm-hmm. basically and then how long was it after that before you were finding yourself on this extremely limited diet losing weight how many medications did you find that you were exploring needing to seek help with we tried, I don't, I'm not sure. We tried so many different supplements, so many different medications. I think the biggest thing at the time was my mental health mm-hmm. because we could not. As far as medication, she, like, she was taking a whole lot of supplements because we were at an integrated place anyway. But the problem was is she couldn't even take, like if we wanted to take like a prescription, whatever, right? Couldn't even take it because she would react so much. Mm-hmm. So I was taking... GABA, L-theanine, CBD. We had timers going constantly, just so that way I would be not in a terrible place, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, the suicidal thoughts were constantly going. Mm-hmm. A perfect example of that, too, is uh, we had scheduled a trip to Colorado, but we knew that wasn't you know a time to go. And then her happy place is Florida. So we went to Florida. You know, you'd think we'll change environment or something would help. And it was good. Like, Florida was still good. But we still had timers, sometimes timers, and sometimes she yeah. just knew, like, hey, I need to take CBD again or something. Yeah. And then, you know, with nowadays, it, it you know, CBD and stuff's better, but it felt like you were, like, almost a druggie or something trying to find where to get your hook at or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be able to calm her down. And then, you know, what was it, L-theanine and stuff like yeah. that, taking that also. Mm-hmm. Just consistently. And I remember at one point, uh, coming off of antidepressants was uh, a big deal. Yes. And and I know, Calvin, you had researched a lot of support groups and wanted to get other people's opinions on that, other people's experiences on that. What was it like for both of you to navigate those waters? I was already off when the burn and fire happened. Oh, okay. But we had debated on me going back on it 
-hmm. And my doctor told me, if you go back on this, potentially you could lose even more foods. Mm. The biggest thing is we didn't know what would like both of us was trying to figure out, should we go back on it or not? But then, uh, you know, since she was already off for like four months or something, then a lot of the, the groups, there's a good group on Facebook that talks about it. And since she was already off of it for a certain amount of time, I think it was like a three month time frame. Then they were saying that, you know, the reaction to going back on it could be just as bad or worse than you right. know, staying off of it. Right. And she'd already been off of it. So we're mm. like, well, let's ride the roller coaster, keep going. Got it. And then when we were in Florida was actually when my mom had found you. And I think that we had actually called you from Florida, like, hey, can That's we right. like, yeah, can we do this? Mm-hmm. And uh was at that point desperate to figure out what to do. Yeah. So what did your mother say to you that made you think, yeah, I want to give this a try? Because I had already worked with her, I think. Yeah, I think you had talked to her, but you hadn't like had seen her. me or anything. Yeah. Okay. But at that point, nothing against you, but we were just desperate. No, uh, I mean, I get yeah. a lot of people that are yeah, just, honestly, desperate. Honestly, it's, it's helpful for me when people are desperate and willing. We were already like integrative and stuff, mm-hmm. so we were open-minded. And, uh, you know, just open-minded in general. But then as far as like what brought us to you, it was like, you know, what, what's it going to hurt? Right. Well, my experience is that when people are needing a change, um, I always like to work with people that are an eight, nine or a 10 need and uh, commitment to change because the brain likes what's familiar. Right. And even in your case, as much as the need was really, really high, it took a while before there was a 10,000% willingness because the brain feels safe with what's familiar. Well, first tell us what the first session was like together Um, because you you experienced some immediate relief. The first session, that was the first time, even when I was little, that I'd ever experienced peace. Mm. Like even when I was little, I was always the child who would be crying at school because someone got yelled at, like the teacher yelled at, or they got in trouble. I was very lighthearted, but constantly had that anxiety, nervousness. When we had that session, that was the first time I've ever experienced that before. Mm. I've never experienced that. And so right after I stopped taking the CBD, the GABA, L-theanine on timers, I I stopped taking it completely. You know, I'm glad we got here, but before we even got here, then I was the one that was kind of like, Jillabeth wanted something to help. But then she was still kind of like on the edge of like, you know, this, you know, we've already tried all this other stuff. This isn't going to work kind of thing. I, I didn't want to come that day. Yeah, she didn't want to come. He had to put Believe me in the car. I, like, I did not want to get out of the car. You're going to this or like, I don't know what else to do. This is the last straw. It's either a mental hospital or this. Yeah. Kind of. And it really I'm was. I'm so glad point. you made it. <laughs> yeah. It really was at that point. We, it, it was discussed. Like it was possibly mental hospital or we're going here. Yeah. And when I picked her up, you know, after she saw you and stuff, she was just super quiet. And it was never the same after that. That's so beautiful. I am so in love with this process because it's truly just opening up what's already there. I'm not injecting anything. I'm a tour guide that just brings you to what's already there inside of you, which is the truth. Right. Something that never realized yeah. we had the possibility of being able to yeah. access that piece. Because yeah. old stuff just gets imprinted in the subconscious mind at an early age and, yeah. and it's just not true. And we're like iPhone 13s running around on iPhone 2 technology and it just doesn't function until 
you get the, the upgrade. <laughs> so then, um, and as is the case, and again, the reason I like to work with people over a few sessions is, you know, we're human beings and there's layers to things. So it's usually another layer comes up um, because especially right. with you, you know, it was great relief, right. but there were still some additional steps to take. What was that process like for you? I had to learn a lot that I had to change and choose what I should think of mm -hmm. where I could decide to stay in this bad state mm -hmm. or I could use my tools that I've learned. Mm -hmm. It was it was a process and the brain does like to stay in a mm -hmm. state. It does not like to change. Mm -hmm. Even it, if that's a horrible state. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it does not like it. Because familiar, familiar is safe. Right. Even if yeah. that's awful. Yeah. It feels like you're being protected when really it's harming you. Yeah. So it was a learning curve. Mm -hmm. But I... We got through it. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you because it was, I know it took determination. It took guts. And I will never forget the last session where Calvin brought you here. You remember that, Calvin? You know, I think when, I don't know if we talked to you about this, you know, but I was expecting like just do the, you know, the thing again and fix her. Like, yeah. you know, she was still, she was better than before, but like having a downhill slope again. Right. Because like there were old Going trails. on that track again. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's like the farmer going to the pasture and, you know, the same tracks that he's been doing for 40 years. And, you know, it gets to the point where he just turns on the engine and that can get there by yeah. itself. Same spot. Or he's going so down the road to work. it takes that quarter turn of the wheel to get on a different track. And when old frightening thoughts come up, it's just kind of habit to go back into the right. old one. So it really, really takes awareness, energy, focus, and willingness, which again is why I, I really, when people come desperate, then they're willing to turn that quarter turn. Right. Yeah. So the third day that you came, you were half an hour early and I saw the look on your face, Calvin. I was like, help us now. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, yeah. please, please, I need this to It work. was interesting. It was like the first one, like we said, it was so good. She was completely different. But then like we were talking about, like you can go down that same path if you choose, right? And I didn't have to necessarily force you that time, I don't think. No, like well, I, I knew it was wanted, the look yeah. on your face. It, you were yeah. half an hour early, you were like, I'm early because if I wasn't going to get her here now, it wasn't going to yeah, happen. It wasn't going to happen, yeah. <laughs> and I was sipping coffee on my back patio yeah, in my right. sweats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. We actually didn't even come inside because yeah. I saw the state she was in and I didn't do what I normally do. I, I have a lot of tools that I use because I... It was a tool and a tool belt that we didn't know. It was just... It yeah. just felt like more of a conversation. Yeah. And I actually did a process that it forced you really right. to make a final decision. And that was, that was your freedom. Yeah. What did it feel like to step into freedom? Finally. Ultimate. <laughs> yeah, it was a relief, you know, to yeah. finally realize you had the control. Right. Beautiful. That your brain doesn't completely control. Like you have the decision. You can you make the choice. Mm -hmm. And then it was so beautiful. I don't know how many months ago, I want to say about two that you posted on Facebook, the actual, I believe the shirt that you were wearing, Calvin, when you got burned that yeah. No, it was the sweatshirt that I that you always wear. wear. Oh, okay. That's been in my closet. And every time I look at it, it would just trigger a little bit. Because mm. I thought, well, I, I still like the sweatshirt. I could still wear it when I'm working on stuff or painting or whatever. So on the anniversary of his burn, I decided it's time to throw it away. But you had a picture of it and you posted it on Facebook. Yep. And you told your whole story. Yep. And you got a tremendous amount of positive feedback from people. Yeah. And I had people asking about you. And so I'd send them your information because you can try counseling. You can go to 
I mean, counseling is great. I love counseling. It, it's very beneficial, but I was doing so many different things. Acupuncture, you can journal, but if you don't get to the root, you don't get to the unconscious, what you don't maybe not know about, mm-hmm. or you don't know what's keeping you back. You're not going to get to the state where you should be. And you were doing neurofeedback to your schedule. Neurofeedback, biofeedback, acupuncture once or twice a week. Acupuncture would give me a little bit of release. Neurofeedback would help a little bit, but nothing would stay consistent. You keep having to go back. Yeah. 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 How'd it feel to have a permanent relief? Oh, it was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And the money that it was costing you was, I mean, it was a huge stress and burden, wasn't it? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So now you can focus on just running your life and enjoying your life and plugging yourself into the things you want to plug yourself into. And when you can go back to church, I couldn't even be at church. We couldn't be around children, babies, or anything like that. Because? After looking at the Lyme and the BCMS cell, that can be not an option. So yeah, we don't know what God has in store. We'll just yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. I remember that was a heartbreaking thing that you, you, you felt like you were living in total limitation oh, yeah. and like it was just closing in on you and getting worse. Is that correct? That's completely correct. And we that, that created a feeling of total desperation. Right. We can go to restaurants. We couldn't eat anywhere. I would have to eat food at home. It was sweet potatoes, chicken, fresh green beans. You can't do the canned. It, it was good. So if you were to pick up the phone and talk to Jill Beth right before you came here, where you were still on the fence, what would you say to that Jill Beth to say, you need to do this? This is your missing puzzle piece. You can try so many different things, but if you just go here, you'll feel the piece that you've never felt before. And if the old Julie Beth says, why, I don't, I don't get it. I get it that worked, but why? Because it's so important to find out who you are mm. and to find the awesome person you should be. Mm. What God created you to be. Is there anything else you want to just tell people that may be struggling or suffering? Um, there's hope. You aren't doomed forever to live in a life that's full of turmoil, of reliving trauma constantly, to be in the state of suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety. That's not... God didn't create you to be like that. Mm. He loves you. He cares for you. Please go here. <laughs> that's that's my best. I mean, I've tried. I've been to all sorts of doctors in Nashville. I've tried so many different things. And I'm not saying doctors aren't helpful. They can be very helpful. I'm not saying stop taking your antidepressants all. No, don't, don't do that. I'm just saying there is hope. Give it a try. I remember the first time that it was a little bit after basically like I didn't talk about it very much because I didn't want to like poke the bear and and then something happened or whatever. It was like I wanted to ask how she's doing, but I didn't want to be like, you know, intrusive. Right. And then one time she just woke up and I was like, I did ask like, how are you feeling or something like that? And she's like, I don't have anxiety or depression. Like it's not there. Well, thank you so much. I know you're both extremely busy people. You've got a whole life full of activities and projects. And I thank you for taking the time out to share your story. Yeah. Yeah. And folks, if you got value out of this, please click the like button, please subscribe. And um, we'll see you at the next interview. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Did you think that was a crazy quiz question? The reason for that test was to determine how you focus. I don't know if you've noticed that famous video before where you count the number of times a basketball is passed between several people rotating on a basketball court. And 
If you've done this, you've probably been shocked that you saw it not only once, maybe twice or more, trying to count the basketball passes and didn't notice the gorilla going through the screen. And the reason that's so important in life is that you can focus on an outcome to the exclusion of distracting things. And if you want to accomplish a task, such as meditating in a very noisy environment, the ability to do that is really significant. Likewise, if your reticular activator system is focused on a specific thing, you may not notice what's going on outside of your attention. So it's a really interesting exercise in what you can do with your attention. In certain transitions I've done with people, there was background noise that was out of my control. And I was able to use it to that person's advantage by equating the noise to something they were trying to overcome. So their extra challenge in focusing on my voice and their process actually accelerated the speed of their healing. So I just thought it would be a fun task to share with you and some interesting insights about focus.